Thank you for joining me today for a brief devotional to start your Monday morning. May your heart be strengthened by the truths you will hear. Good Monday morning. Well, as we enter this moment in Joseph's story, I want to remind us of our core foundational truth in his life and in ours, no matter what we go through. And that is that God works all things for good to them who love him or are called according to his purpose so that the image of Christ can be worked out in us. And number two, that Joseph was able to look at his brothers when all this story was over and said, you meant it for evil, and they did. We know that because of what we learned last week, that they were able to eat while he was sitting in a pit and their goal was for him to die. But God meant it for good. So this is where we find Joseph. His brothers decided to take him out of the pit and sell him to a group of Egyptians. And when Reuben went back to rescue him, he wasn't there. So they go to his father and they um, give him a false report. They have his robe torn. They have spread animal blood across it. And his father is just um, consumed with grief to the point that he basically says, tells them he'll never recover from his grief. Another piece of shrapnel in their hearts, I'm sure, yet again, after all that they've already been through where their father is concerned. But in verse 39, um, well, at the end of chapter 37, in verse 38, I believe it is, it says, Meanwhile, the Midianites, these is the group of Egyptians, had sold him in Egypt to Potiphar, an office of Pharaoh, an officer of Pharaoh, and Potiphar was the captain of the guard. And so it says this in um, chapter 39, um, verses 1 through 6. It says, now Joseph had been brought down to Egypt. So the Egyptians have brought him down. They've sold him to Potiphar. And they brought it, bought him from the Ishmaelites down there. And it says, and the Lord was with Joseph. And he became a successful man. And he was in the house of his Egyptian master. His master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord caused all that he did to succeed in his hands. So Joseph found favor in Potiphar's sight and attended him. And Potiphar made him overseer of his house and put him in charge of all that he had. And from the time that he made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. The blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in his house and in his field. So he left all that he had in Joseph's charge. And because of Joseph, Potiphar had no concern about anything but the food that he ate. Wow. Now, we know this is not what Joseph, the favorite boy of his father's son, the dreamer of the dream where his stalk rises above the rest and all his brothers bow down to him. We know this is not the picture he had of how this story was going to play out. And many of us seldom do. For many of us, 
<laughs> we think life is going to w look one way and it ends up looking a completely different way. Back in um, February of this year, I pulled together some very trusted friends, advisors, and we worked one evening and cast the vision of the ministry and some um, personal things for me because I'm so intricately attached to the ministry of what the ministry was going to focus on for this next season. And what came out of that season was that I was going to write, that this was going to be a season of writing for me. And writing for me has kind of been put on the shelf for almost the last five years. There's been very little that I've written. And so I go on this writing trip in March, and little do I know, but in that two weeks of being hunched over by my computer for two weeks on hours on end, I compressed some nerves in my neck, which went misdiagnosed for about four months and have led me for the last five months virtually to be in a lot of pain. But beyond that completely stopped me from working and writing. All of which came out of our time together that this was a season to write. And so what I thought the season would look like last February has honestly been one of the most challenging seasons I've ever walked through. And I've had a lot of questions in this season of, of um, Lord, why the pause? Why when you said this, is this happening? And why are you doing this? And Philly said to me the other day at breakfast, he said, babe, he said, um, writing is still going on. And it is, because God has written more on my heart in this season of quiet when at times the only thing I've been able to do is just um, sit and get up and read and sit for a while, get up and walk, come back and read. I haven't been able to sit at a computer for anything longer than 10 minutes at a time. And yet God works in seasons that we don't understand. I don't know where you are. I don't know what your season looks like. But I know that even when it doesn't look like your picture, when you are God's, when He's given you a picture and a promise and a directive that's His, that was God's dream over Joseph. His stock was going to rise higher than his brothers, but God had some things to work out in Joseph in order to get him and prepare him for that place. Just like I think God has things to work out in me to get me to be able to write the things he wants me to write. And God may be working things out in you, thus the pause and the season looks different than you think. But God is still working. Everything Joseph touched God was working in, even though it looked nothing like Joseph's picture. If your heart was encouraged today, please know we have many other resources. You can discover all of them by visiting us at reclaiminghearts.org.